0: Hey Gem. Hey Gemsters and welcome back to another segment here on Gems Podcast. For those of you that are new, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp and for those seasoned listeners, welcome back into the pipeline. With me today is a very special guest by the name of Robert White and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about who Robert is and then we're going to dive into a fun segment where you're going to learn a lot of gems. So sit back and enjoy the ride. So Robert White, he is a pioneer personal transformational growth in the USA and Asia with 1.3 whopping million graduates from companies he founded and led. Today, he is a speaker, leadership trainer, business consultant, and executive mentor. He has been there and done that with incredible entrepreneurial accomplishment and one notable failure. Robert has totaled 23 years of his working life in Asia. He retired at 46 to a 14,500 square foot home in Aspen with the love of his life, then lost it all, business failure and divorce. With lots of learning from those experiences, now he mentors executives, committed to living extraordinary lives. Robert partners with entrepreneurs who want support in integrating profit with personal joy and satisfaction. He has spoken before audiences of 15 to 8,500 from New York to Las Vegas to Beijing. Robert authored the bestseller, Living an Extraordinary Life, available in English, Traditional and simplified Chinese. So, without it all, you heard we were on the roller coaster, then we did, and then we curved back up. Now we're on a high again, and that's what Robert White can do for you. So, without further ado, let's welcome Robert White to Gem's podcast.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you for the warm greeting, Genesis. Uh, except that I had a lot to do with editing that introduction. Uh, I, I'm the most special thing about me. Is that i'm a very average person and Mm -hmm. uh you know i struggle with my weight i've been very good at getting married and very bad at staying married uh i'm not very disciplined sometimes i'm a pretty average guy but i got lucky at age 27 i went to one of those early human potential movement trainings and turned my life around uh all these years later it sounds like a cliche but uh, it was a life-changing moment for me, and I've been working off those principles that I learned uh, all of my life and eventually got involved in that business, and here we are today, hopefully to make a contribution to your listeners.
0: Yes, and thank you so much. And I love the fact that you just said, despite all the accolades and the bio that your average Average person, and you're doing life out here, so you're taking the ordinary and partnering it with the extra, extra, and making it extraordinary. But you're still, you still have that humbling mindset and attitude because there are so many times where people have arrived and they feel like they're on top of the mountain and they think that their poop does not stink, for a lack of better words, so they allow where they are to condition them with how they treat, how they act, and how they do life with other people. But I just love to hear you, you know, just with a humble heart and soft-spoken to just let the audience know so they could truly resonate and connect with you. And on that note, I want you to be able to connect with the audience today, the jumpsters, personally and professionally. And I like to do that by either a rapid-fire 10-question game or an icebreaker. What are you in the mood for? (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, that uh, that humility comes hard won. I think I had a lot of it from childhood, and then I got away from it. Uh, you mentioned in the introduction that I kind of retired at age 46. I moved to Aspen, Colorado, built that big house, bought a jet, uh, had five servants in the home, and uh, uh, traveled with the late John Denver for six months, and uh, traveled to 43 countries. Wow. Uh, and Genesis, what happened for me was that I started waking up each morning, or almost every morning, thinking, God is not done with me yet. You know, I've got this great life. I'm skiing 80 days a year. I'm traveling all over the world. I'm on six nonprofit boards. And then I'm what's nagging at me is that voice, you know, that I don't know where it comes from. I'm saying it comes from God. Some other people say the stars or the moon or uh, intuition or something. And then one night, late at night, uh, traveling with John Denver, he said to me directly, you think you're hot stuff and you've accomplished a lot, but there's much more ahead of you. That and the waking up morning stuff caused me to uh, to, and then uh, losing a lot of money, uh, an mm. insane amount of money, uh, and a divorce that was unwelcome um, woke me up. So
0: Robert, took me, took let, let's, pause. Roots. let's pause right there, because it woke you up and took you back to your roots. And I'm going to pause really quick to just do an icebreaker right here, because I want the audience to, to hear something that's going to correlate back, and you'll appreciate this, um, during the segment, so since it since it caused you to pause and wake up to your root, share something crazy that happened to you during that time that the outside outside world thought it was crazy, but it actually built your character and your stamina, and that's going to be the icebreaker.
1: Well, it wasn't fun. Let's start there. Uh, I don't recommend it to anyone uh, except that it powered the rest of my life. Mm. And uh, so in that sense, I'm grateful and uh, appreciative. Uh, John, Denver, and I went through our divorces together. Our, mm. our former wives were and our best friends, and uh, they didn't make it easy on us uh, for three years. And I, uh, one of the, our practices uh, was that we would go down Valley from Aspen. There's a little town called Glenwood Springs. Mm -hmm. And like the name says, there's a hot springs. (laughs) And so you, next to the hot spring pool, you can go to the vapor caves. So you sit in these natural caves, but that thermal heat comes up through them and the steam comes up through Mm -hmm. them naturally. So you go and you sit for a couple hours and cook. And then you go take a shower and then you cook some more and then you have a macrobiotic lunch and then uh, maybe you have a massage and then you cook some more. So that's the day Mm -hmm. and you talk. And one thing that came out of that for John and I was we decided that uh, as painful as this process was, that God would not have presented it to us Mm
0: -hmm. unless he
1: had some kind of value Mm
0: -hmm. there.
1: But it was our job to find the value. And we made a promise to each other to get find the value. And so in different ways, we each plugged into a renewed uh, process of learning and growth, of reading different books, going to some seminars, getting some therapy. We did everything we could think of to find out what's the meaning of all of this? What's the value in it? Nothing Mm -hmm. this painful could be without value was kind of our come from.
0: I like that. And I want to interject really quick there because nothing of value uh, could come from that. But then it was so important that y'all learn the why behind you went through the circumstance. So would you say during... During that point, you had a breakthrough moment. Like yes, it broke you, but you made it through to the other side. And through the other side part that you're walking in now, what were some of the things that you held on too tightly to help you build that momentum to keep on going? Because when life happens, sometimes people are ready to throw in the towel and give up because certain circumstances were not favorable to them. But how have you and John? weather the storm to say, okay, we're transitioning, we're transforming, and this is why we had to endure what we had to endure?
1: Uh, Genesis, that's a really profound question, and we need three days (laughs) in order to answer it, but here's the short version. Uh, There's a lot of conversation, and in fact, it's part of our teaching and my coaching practice and my training practice, a lot of conversation about vision about having mm-hmm. a clear picture of what you want to be moving toward, a compelling picture of a, of a future state that you really want. In my experience that came out of the, all of that uh, trauma, what I learned is that purpose is more important than vision. Mm-hmm. Why are we here on the planet? You know, we're unique. One of my friends, Arjun Sin, has a great expression. He talks about us being one of one. And one of his little simple pictures for that is the fingerprint. You know, there's almost 8 billion people on the planet now, and not one other person has the same fingerprint.
0: Oh, my gosh, I say that all the time. Your fingerprint is unique to you. So, yes.
1: So uh, I believe that God put us here for a specific purpose and a, a reason for existing, and that that purpose is different for every person. Uh, Mm -hmm. Years ago, uh, when I had 240 people and 70 full-time trainers, I personally only did one training per year, and uh, it was at my home in Aspen, and it was with executives, and it was about legacy, about what do you want to leave behind beyond money and things? Mm -hmm. What are the characteristics, the values that you've learned over, over the lifetime that you'd like to have your children and grandchildren learn from. And as part of that seminar, we were doing a little handout each day, a little study piece. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: the assignment was always read this, come back tomorrow morning, prepared to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And one of those pieces I dug out recently because it was so powerful. And it was called the dancing toll taker. Oh, the dancing toll taker. This was a guy who back before all of the computer stuff who collected tolls on the Golden Gate Bridge between San Francisco and Marin County to the north. And of course there are many commuters, people that work in the city, but live across the bay in Marin. So every morning there was a huge number of cars lined up to pay their toll for the bridge to go into San Francisco and a newspaper reporter noticed that there were like 10 gates to go to the toll booth, and that at at nine of the gates, there might be three or four cars waiting, but at one of the gates, there'd be 10 or 20 cars waiting. I mean, why would they do that? They're going to work, they're busy, they're probably a little late, (laughs) like me. (laughs) And uh, so the reporter investigated and met this guy, Uh, The guy was a typical uh, government employee, you know, collecting $2, $2, $2. And, you know, the customers are sometimes not very nice. You know, they've had to Mm -hmm. wait. Well, why would 10 or 20 cars wait at his booth? Mm -hmm. Well, it was because some months earlier, he realized that his life was going in not in a good direction and that he didn't like his job very much. And he asked himself, why am I here? What is it that, I, that is unique about me? What it, why mm. is, my, what is my unique purpose, my reason for being? And what came up for him was, uh, was body movement and especially dancing.
0: Mm. And it was
1: what he always loved. It's what he wanted to do as a profession and he needed to work on it. So he went to his boss and said, could I get permission to put a boom box in my booth? <laughs> and tip and typical of that kind of government organization. The boss just wanted him to go away. So he said, ah, yeah, yeah, it's okay. So he put a boom box in his booth and he danced every day for eight hours.
0: Wow. I want to let that marinate there because I think this is just something that the audience needs to soak in because if you're listening and you don't know what your legacy is, Hear hear the story. You just heard the story of the dancing toll taker. His purpose was to dance. It was movement and et cetera. But he had this mundane job that he did not like to do. However, he mirrored his purpose and his passion with his job to create an environment that now is conducive for his purpose and passion. So while he's at this job taking the tolls, he's also reforming and doing something that's beneficial to him that is creating synergies within him to fulfill his purpose. What is he doing? He's working on his movement. He's perfecting his craft. He's also having that personal touch with those people who come in connection with him to pay their toll. He's now ministering through his movement, his art, his creativity, all with music, rhythm, and beat, and that fuels him, that enlightens his soul, and that helps him know that He is making a difference just by changing his mindset and perspective. He had that aha moment. So if you're listening in and you're that jumpster, what is your aha moment to tune into yourself inwardly, to materialize that externally, to really build upon the legacy that you're destined to? And all it starts with that one fingerprint, that DNA that is yours, that's rooted in you. What are you doing to leave this world better than you found it. I want that to marinate and feed your mind, body, and soul today because that story enlightened me, Robert. And there was a reason why you had to share that today with the gemsters.
1: Well, I, uh, what I realized during that process of, of learning and, ex- and new experiences and that commitment to find out what, where's the value in this tragedy, This Mm -hmm. horrible thing that's happening to me and and to my children. And what I realized is that uh, I had an early purpose in my life, which was I'll never be poor again. Mm. And what the experts say is that's a negative purpose. You're pushing Mm -hmm. away from something. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: it motivated me. You know, some people who grow up in poverty, Mm -hmm. it scars them for the rest of their life. They don't get beyond that. Other people protested, and that was me, and I, I fiercely said uh, that I'll never be poor again, and that caused a huge amount of success, you know, building companies and and making more money than I ever dreamed of, and some wonderful experiences. Uh, so in that sense, that motivated me. However, what was missing, and what I realized in this process of renewal, and it's now in the subtitle of my book which Ah. is unlocking your potential for success, right? It's important, but also joy and fulfillment. Mm. That's what was missing in my life was that I wasn't doing what that toll taker was doing. Mm -hmm. I wasn't injecting joy into my daily life experience. And I made a promise then that I would do that. I wrote the book after that and... Uh, and I, you know, life's not perfect for me every day. I have some things to complain about. Uh, hang around me a long enough, Genesis, and you'll hear them, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I want the foundation for me to be joy, and and fulfillment that I feel like I'm contributing, and that I'm I'm living out uh, the purpose that I now hold for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it. I know I'm not gonna be poor again. Uh, and even if I was, I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's my past. Um, and uh, I think for many people, when you discover why you're here mm-hmm. and live in integrity with that, that's when life starts to clear up for you and mm-hmm. starts to include moments, and more and more moments of joy and satisfaction.
0: Wow. And that just dropped a song in my spirit as you were talking about clear up for you. Because the song that dropped into my spirit was like, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. And I'm not a singer, y'all, but there's this old school song that says, I can see clearly now that the rain is gone. So sometimes our vision is clouded by you know what's going on around us because we're so busy looking outwards but we're not taking the time to look inwards to really connect with the why to drive us in the direction that we're meant to go and that joy that fulfillment sometimes we we get so caught up in chasing the money chasing the dollars and the sentiment is money does not always bring happiness because no matter how much money you have, you can't pay someone to make you happy. That has to come from within. So if you're not doing something to make yourself happy and just to celebrate celebrate what you have achieved and to do it in connection with those who truly love you and who are with you because not what you can do for them but how you could do life together with them and build that complementary then I feel like you are also missing the mark and you haven't really tapped into the abyss of what life is all about and there's a lot of when I worked in oil and gas for 12 years you know I was in rooms with a lot of big big name people but sometimes you know they're on a plane they're hopping in they're hopping out they're doing this they're doing that and sometimes they don't even get to spend time with their wife their kids or whatnot but what are they doing they're chasing the dollar they're building that career up but that career doesn't keep you warm at night that career um, doesn't give you the time back that you lost with your kiddos and etc but you have these accolades you have all these amazing things to um, boost you up, but what happens when um, your home base is falling down? I think there there has to be a balance here in life, and sometimes I feel like the social media and the world wants us to define happiness by the world's definition, but that may not be your definition of happiness, of joy and fulfillment, so I love that you talked about that, Robert, and I love that you talked about, you know, clear and having you know that clarity is so important because sometimes guys, we and gals, we're just going through life and we're just trying to make it through. But you have to ask yourself: Am I living or am I existing? Hmm.
1: A lot of wisdom in that, Genesis. Uh, I, I can't, I can't do better than what you just said.
0: <laughs> and y'all, I am still very, very young. I, I just turned thirty-two not too long ago, so. But I went through life like I mentioned. I was in oil and gas for 12 years. I started working young, um, because of the discipline that you know my parents you know built with me. My parents are non American. My mom is West Indian, and my dad was from Curacao. Um, it'll be three years since he passed. And I just saw my mom and dad come to this country to make a better life. And so there were certain things that I was not afforded to do as a child, because that's not how my parents raised me. It's like, you go to school, you come home, you do your homework, and then once you're done with yourself, then we'll let you know let you go play outside if, if you're done with your house your homework and your household chores and etc and at first I never really understand it because I felt like they were robbing me of my childhood but then looking back now I was afforded certain things that some of my peers were not like you know I got to travel internationally I got to do things no did I go to Disneyland and Disney World no I did not do that as a kid I got to do it as an adult with my husband recently and I was like a big kid in a candy store, but there was different foundations there. And I'd like to tell people, whether you're Robert's age or you're my age, perspective is everything. And just having your own clarity, your own path, and just understanding what makes you happy internally, and how are you going to show up in the world externally? And are you the own leader of your life? Or are you allowing others to lead you and you're just following their beat?
1: Well, the uh, you know I have um, I have two birth daughters and, and an adopted daughter. My birth daughters grew up in luxury. Uh, you know they they lived in that fourteen thousand five hundred square foot home. They went to a private school. They they took uh, vacation trips to France and Belgium and Japan. Mm-hmm. And you know life was very very good for them compared to how I grew up. But at the same time, they were responsible for cleaning their own room. They had to each separately cook one meal a week for the family. There are a lot of things like they had to do their own laundry, that kind of stuff. And the interesting thing that I've always, I'm I'm very proud of them, but a little marker for that was both of them graduated their undergraduate degree from college in three years instead of four. So they're pretty... They're smarter than their father. Let's let's just say that. And uh, but uh, in one of them's case, uh, during her high school, she had been in an auto accident. She had to have a a number of repair surgeries, uh, mostly on her face.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: so the year after graduated from college, was consumed with that. But she also worked part time during that period, and her sister. Finished in three years and graduated Magna cum laude and burned herself out. She needed to stop and just rest before she went into the workforce. Now they both have now completed man, uh, uh, advanced degrees. Uh, and but during that that year where they after they graduated, uh, my dear they would not live with me or my former wife they They had become so independent, so they you know lived in a cheap rooming situation, but they kept up their independence, mm-hmm. and uh our deal was that they would have individually because they're so competitive, <laughs> we would have dinner if I was in town, we would have dinner together once a week and uh, and always on a different night because they want to be special, or whatever the reason was. <laughs> 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 Girls are different about that (laughs) stuff i've noticed and uh uh, but they both worked in food service Mm -hmm. one of them as a hostess at a restaurant one of them as a waitress and what was interesting is separately they said to me different versions of that these young people that they worked with didn't have that same background that you had genesis or that my daughters had or that i had growing up Uh, They complained about uh, uh, other workers, young workers, who would walk over a piece of trash on the floor in the Mm restroom instead of picking it up, who would sneak sneak outside for a cigarette or to check their cell phones, even though both things were against the rules except on breaks. Different things like that. And it was interesting to me to realize that something we kind of took for granted in growing up
0: in giving them
1: those duties, that it really had sunk into them in a very deep way mm-hmm. that they better understood their role. And I think for a lot of young people today, they uh, they are struggling in a very fast-paced, challenging culture that we'd have today, and they're not getting some of that training. and but you know, there's 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 never a time that's too late. If you're still vertical, you can read that book. You can go to that seminar. You can get counseling at church or or uh, through the city, uh, through the state. There's all kinds of ways to turn your life around. Yes. And it just takes it just takes a promise to do it.
0: I love that. And um, this is a good segue to the call to action. But before we jump into the call to action, I want to let those of you listening in know that Never stop believing in yourself. The world may not believe in you. Your family and friends may not believe in you, but you are your biggest asset and you have to start loving yourself. You have to start dreaming again so you could turn those dreams into reality, and you have to get over IS, and that's imposter syndrome, because if you keep comparing yourself to other people, you will never accomplish what you set out to do, because those people may not even be in your swim lane as you, and they may not have the same gifts and talents and desires that you do, so please, Please stop doing that and start today. When you listen to this recording and you watch this video, start today. Write down some of the things that you have, even if you need to put your phone on Do Not Disturb and you need to pull out a paper and a pen and just start Having a brainstorm exercise of all the things you dreamed of back when you were a kid and the things you're dreaming about now and build out your roadmap of where you are heading and then start linking arms with people that are already doing the things that you aspire to do and ask them to become a mentor and you mentee them and have a synergy partnership and not a with them what's in it for me but what's in it for we how can we do this thing called life together in order for you to be the man or the woman the the girl the gal however you identify as the best version of yourself So now let's jump into the CTA which is a call to action. Robert, what is your call to action for the audience today? Share your website and where they can find the book at too.
1: Well, the website is uh, pretty simple, therobertwhite.com, therobertwhite.com. So uh, there are about a zillion Robert Whites in the world. So the only way I could get that uh, website was just to, to call it therobertwhite.com. And uh, what you'll find there, if you click on resources, is the opportunity to sign up for a weekly uh, email that will come to you that is called An Extraordinary Minute. It's Mm -hmm. uh, an idea from a book that I've read or a video that I've watched or life, and then my comments on it, all designed to be read in only one minute or less. So it's a little pick-me-up, a little thought piece once a week, and uh, several thousand people uh, read it. It's been going now for 13 years, and uh, uh, it's a way for us to be in touch and for me to contribute, and when you sign up for it, you'll also receive a download free of a 28-page essay that I wrote about success. I've rewritten it 20 times, and uh, uh, this is the latest version. It's it's a short course, and it includes a little test on a little Mm -hmm. way to measure where you are on some of those important principles that we've talked about. So it's a self-administered and self-scored test uh, that many people have found useful. Uh, on the financial side, if you want to spend 20 bucks, uh, you can- Slide it over it. a little
0: bit, uh, Robert, so it can be in the frame. There you have it. Extraordinary Live.
1: Yes. It's on, of course, Amazon and Barnes & Noble and all those things, Kindle. Uh, if you buy it on my website, I you get it. You get it. I sign it before I send it to you, that's the only difference. Uh, but uh, that's another way to that I can uh, call to action for you. Many people have found the book very valuable. It's, uh, it's not about my life, it's about the experience of uh, hundreds of thousands of people that have gone through our seminars and what they how they interacted with the material. And mm-hmm. so it's like a seminar in a book in a way. So that's, uh, I do some group coaching, things like that, but let's get into relationship first. So uh, sign up for my e-zine and and if possible, my daughter now accuses me of, dad, you've become just a book salesman.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, no, not just a book salesman, but Robert, you're more than that. And I just want to thank you just so much for just sharing the story and just your life experiences in a short, condensed way. And there's so much more that we could have talked about today, but we're definitely going to have to do this again. So you are no stranger once you're in the Gemsters community. And audience, I definitely want you to go check out Robert's um stuff that he has going on. All of his contact information will be in the show notes along with mine. And One of the things that goes far is to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. We're available on 40 plus platforms and just get involved in the community. And if you want to be a brand sponsor, it is paid sponsorship. Send me a note and let's see how we could partner and link arms together. But until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Much love to all.